Well, hello, once again, God bless. Welcome back to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today, we are going to continue to look at the Proverbs. It is the 24th day of the month, so today we will go ahead and look at Proverbs chapter 24. Now, uh, I am actually recording this live. Um, we do this in a very casual manner. Uh, we just kind of read through and I talk my way through um, whatever comes onto my heart as I'm reading it. So if you have come upon this recording though, whether it be the audio recording or whether you're watching on video via YouTube or Facebook, um, and you're in a position where you can do so, I invite you to grab your Bible and to read along with me. And uh, as always, once again, I like to encourage you to study the Bible for yourself, to read it, make it a habit in your life. If you can do so, make it a daily habit in your life. Um, again, when you look at the book of Proverbs like this with 31 chapters, it's something that you can pretty much do every day of the month, read a chapter from the book of Proverbs. But the reason that I exhort you in that and encourage you in that is that I know the power of the word in my own life and um, my reliance upon the word of God um, just to kind of get through this time that we have here on this earth until the day comes when we are with the Lord and we are seeing him face to face in that place that he has prepared for us. But in the meantime, we are here. Uh, now, let me also address, maybe you're not a believer in Jesus Christ and you've come upon this video somehow um, and like you've not come to that place where you've given your life to Christ. I uh, would like to invite you to do so. And if you have any um, questions in regards to that, um, feel free to reach out to me. You can go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, where you can fill out the contact form there and ask any question that you like in regards to a walk with the Lord or how we can help you through maybe circumstances that are going on in your life. We'd love to um, be a source of encouragement in your life. So let's go ahead, Proverbs chapter 24. Um, looking at verse one, it says, do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. Now, again, we're reading something here written from a father to a son. And, uh, but it's a wonderful exhortation, of course, what he's telling his son here. But sometimes you can read this and we can look at that word evil men and we, we could put those evil under in a certain category, you know, where we say, well, that man is a mass murderer or, you know, a, a rapist or some type of violent cr criminal, something that you think of that's really viciously evil or things like that. But in reality, we, you or I, or many people in this life can make a choice to go through life in ways that are ungodly. And basically, if you go through life in an ungodly manner, in other words, where you're not looking to live a life that is pure and holy and just and upright and you know a life of integrity and things like that, well, then you're really giving in to the ways of evil, to the ways of darkness 
And we need to walk in the light. That is to walk in that which is good, to follow the ways of Christ and the commands of Christ. And oftentimes we can be around people that don't do that. They're walking in the ways of darkness and we can see that they prosper in life. Maybe they get ahead. Maybe the way they cut corners and, and they cheat and steal and all of that kind of stuff in life, or maybe they're, maybe they're not blatant like thieves and robbers, but yet they go through life just um, using deception and doing whatever they can to get whatever they can. And the Bible, and Solomon is warning his son here, and the Bible is now warning you and me as we read this, don't be envious of people like that. Don't want to be like them. We shouldn't want to be like them, nor desire to be with them, it says. So in other words, we shouldn't even want to fellowship with or hang out with them, be around them. Um, it says for their heart in verse two, it says for their heart devises violence and their lips talk of troublemaking. In other words, you know, from within them, they're always scheming and always planning on what they can do to cut a corner, what they can do to get what they want, what they can do to step on someone else, to cheat the system, uh, whatever the case may be. And their lips are always talking about that kind of thing. Hey, you know what we can do? Let's do this. Let's come up with this scheme. Anything to avoid being integrable and just getting a plain old job where you make an honest living and you do what's right and you're walking in the way of holiness and such, okay? It says, though wisdom, or excuse me, through wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established. So do you want a strong foundation in your life? Do you want a strong house? You know, do you want to be a strong spiritual house yourself, to be an upright person, to have a good life, to have the favor of God upon your life? Well, it begins with wisdom and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It starts with trusting in the Lord, reverencing the Lord, obeying the Lord. When you're doing this, you're gonna have all the wisdom that you need. And then you're gonna build your house in that way, a firm foundation. And I'm not talking about, we're using like a metaphor here. I'm not talking about the, the house as a physical structure, but your life, you know, and how, what your life is built upon. And, you know, it says, and by understanding it is established. You know, we have to use discretion in life and understand you know what what it, what it is that God has for us what it is that God wants for us to do hence the reason I point you to the word of God and that's the reason also that I teach the word of God right so that we can know the will of God for our lives okay by knowledge verse 4 the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches so here we see talking again and metaphorically here about a house being built upon wisdom that firm strong foundation and filling the rooms with knowledge you know in other words saying you know hey i'm going to i'm going to know what's right i'm going to do what's right i'm going to fill my house with what's right i'm going to base my life upon what's right i'm going to base my marriage upon what is right i'm going to base the raising of my children upon what is right all of these encompass your house your life okay verse 5 says a wise man is strong yes a man of knowledge increases strength so just kind of carrying on with that same theme there get wisdom get knowledge get understanding 
build a strong house. That's where you're going to get it upon those things, right? For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, I don't know if you've figured this out yet or not. When we look at the word war here, what pops to my mind is that we, we live in a place, we live in a fallen world where there, if you've come to Christ, especially you've been born again of the spirit, then you're going to walk in the spirit. You're going to walk led by the spirit. You're going to have the fruit of the spirit in your life, but you're going to be waging a war because we still walk around with, you know, the dirt of this world and what there is in this world and the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. All of these things want to capture our attention to get us to focus on the world. Um, there will be those that hate you or despise you because you have chosen to walk in the ways of the word, given your life to Jesus Christ. There will, there will be those that mock you and such. But even without all of that, right, there's a spiritual battle. There is a war that we have to fight and there is wise counsel. And first and foremost, the wise counsel comes from the word of God, the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord within you. And when you set yourself up around godly people, like verse six here says, and in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. When you put yourself in a position where you've got people around you that are walking in the way of the word, that care about the things of the word, that care about the Lord, um, and you're setting them up in your life as counselor, someone that you seek out, someone that you just run things by and say, hey, especially someone that's maybe an elder to you. And when I use the word elder, I'm not speaking of it in like in a church setting, but someone that's older than you, right? That's more advanced than you in years when it comes to not just age-wise, but when it comes to their time in the Lord and their time in the word of God. You need to have people in your life like this. It's a good thing to have people in your life like this where you can seek counsel from because there's safety in that. And again, if you look at the theme of what we're talking about here in this chapter thus far, building that strong house, building that firm foundation, it's that safety, having security. And if you're a wise young man, if you're a wise young woman, you're just a wise person in general, you're going to have a system set up around you where you're getting good godly counsel. Verse seven says, wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. Okay. So wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. So a lot of people that are living their lives in a foolish way. And listen, quite frankly, if, and I don't want to be opinionated here, but I'm speaking from a biblical standpoint, okay? If your life is not built upon the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ, well, then your house is built upon a weak foundation, the sand, right? It can crumble, it can fall when the storms of life come. And you're foolish for not building your life upon the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ um, because God has given us Jesus Christ. He's given us a hope and a future. He's given us eternal life in Jesus Christ and we are to build our lives upon faith in him. So there are a lot of people that don't want anything to do with wisdom you know, because they, they live their lives in such a foolish manner 
you know, um, it may be in a prideful manner where they're their own king and they're the captain of their ship and they're not going to submit or commit their lives to the Lord. Well, then wisdom is far above them. They're not going to get it at all. It's just not even going to be present for them. It's just not there. So remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So true wisdom, wisdom that is from God, wisdom that is from above, that's where it begins at the fear of the Lord. So if someone isn't reverencing the Lord in the way that they live their lives, well, then they're choosing to be a fool, biblically speaking. Okay, verse seven, uh, or verse eight, excuse me. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. Everybody knows a schemer. You know, uh, you, you've known somebody in your life, if you've lived long enough, live long enough that is a schemer. And they're always trying to get around things, always trying to come up with the shortcut. You know, I've counseled people like that. And, uh, you know, no matter what you do, no matter how much you pour into them, and they may seem to be getting it when I'm counseling with them, but a lot of times people that are schemers and they'd, they'd rather come up with plots or come up with the easy way or the quick way to get rich, they don't want to put in the effort to, to put in the long hours and the diligence that it takes to get to a place of a firm foundation. You know, I'm, and now I'm not talking about something spiritual. I'm talking about uh, a little, something literal here of, you know, having a job and things like that and going in the right direction. Um, but they'd rather be a schemer. They'd rather come up with a different way, a different plan, an easier way. And everybody knows them, right? And they're, they're, they, they're plotting to do something. Again, we see this word evil here. But when you look at the word, when you, when you compare evil to righteousness or you compare evil evil to holiness, anything that falls short of righteousness, of doing what is right, is evil. It is wrong, okay? It really is that black and white. It really is that simple. So verse nine says, the devising of foolishness is sin. So here again, that schemer, devising something foolish. And the scoffer is an abomination to men. So you know, that person that is scheming and scoffing and going around and causing a scene and running their mouth and complaining about everything and acting like they know everything. No one wants to be around that type of person, right? No one wants to be there. No one wants to hire that type of person, you know, for a job or whatever the case may be. Um, and again, we find this wisdom in the word of God of what what is right and how we should be living. And also we look at this and we, we, we say, okay, you know, I'm going to avoid the evil person. I'm going to avoid the schemer. I'm going to avoid that scoffer, that person that doesn't care about what is right. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So here, now we kind of come back to talking about something spiritual, right? Your spiritual strength. Um, because when we talk about the day of adversity, we're not talking about physical weight being on your body and you're pushing it off of your body. We're talking about, you know, a challenge in life. Something comes your way. It's that, again, it's going back to that, um, what Jesus talked about, building your house upon the rock when the storm comes, that adversity comes in your life. And, and, and if you're shattered and if you're broken down by that, it's because you're not built upon the right, the 
proper foundation. Okay, so we need to build our lives upon the Lord. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves with a small amount of strength and crumbling. That's why I say, read the Word of God. Make that a practice in your life. Make it something where you hide the Word of God in your heart. You have it deeply rooted within you. Verse 11 says, deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. So here's an encouragement and exhortation to look out for others and to care about others. You will come upon people in your life that, and maybe even people that are those schemers and those plotters of evil and those scoffers and such, and you can warn them. You can stop them from going in the way that they're going, help them to, you know, cause they're headed toward their destruction. They're headed towards slaughter. They're headed toward a spiritual slaughter. They're, they're going to be separated from the Lord for all eternity if they're not walking in the ways of righteousness. So we can warn that people and we can deliver them. We can help them. We can reach out to them. Okay. If Verse 12 says, if you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it so not all these verses tie together when you read the Proverbs. They're just different. A lot, sometimes you might, he might string together four or five verses or whatever, but a lot of times these are just tidbits of wisdom. So when someone is saying, surely we did not know this, but yet in their heart they really did, they may be able to fool you and me, right? Or we may be able to fool someone else by doing that, saying, oh, I didn't know it, but when in our hearts we really did know something. But here's what matters, and that is, is that God sees your heart. He, he's the one that weighs the heart. He's the one that knows what's truly going on in life. And we need to live in such a manner where that's how, we, that's, that's how we're building our lives upon that fact that, that we're looking to be pleasing unto the Lord in the way that we live. Verse 12 continues and said, he who keeps your soul, does he not know it? So again, what's the Lord looking at? He's looking at your soul. He's looking at who you are on the inside. You see, you could spend your life painting your outside, you know, putting on the right style clothing, buying all the right kind of shoes that look good and all of that kind of stuff, getting in the nicest house, driving the nicest car, doing all of that kind of stuff and, and thinking I'm successful, thinking that I've done well, when really what matters and what you need to care about is the condition of your soul. You know, and that's what God is looking at. He's looking at your soul. And it says, and will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Yes, indeed, he will. He will render to each man according to his deeds. So God is watching. God does care about what's going on in your life. Now, it's easy, and, and oftentimes people do this. They look at God as, oh, yeah, he's just watching me, waiting for me to do something wrong, and then he's going to smack me down. No, he is a loving father. He's guiding you. He's gently directing you. And one of the ways he's doing it is through exactly what we're doing right now, getting into the Word of God, studying the Word of God, knowing the Word of God, thereby knowing the will of God. So it's important that you study the Word of God because He does care and He wants to guide you in the right way. Okay, see a lot of times people go through things where they do something wrong 
and then they get caught or they get punished and then they get angry and then they get mad and then they might think of, oh, you know, this is, a, this is how God is. He's just looking to smack me down. No, he's looking for you to walk in the paths of righteousness and he's provided the way to righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ, okay? Verse 13, my son, eat honey because it is good and a honeycomb, which is sweet to your taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul if you have found it. There is a prospect and your hope will not be cut off. Okay, so wisdom, knowledge of things that matter, things of the soul, things within you. Find those things, he's telling his son. They're sweet. They're good. It's something good when you find this type of thing, knowledge and wisdom. Do not lie in wait, a wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not plunder his resting place, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise, and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. You see, the righteous man has the Lord. The righteous man also has the Lord empowering him, leading him on his side, has the favor of the Lord in his life. There will be those that scheme and plot against the righteous. There will be those that will come to harm the righteous. And the word of God is warning that wicked person that would do something like that. Hey, you're the one that's going to fall. This, yeah, this, this righteous man, he may fall seven times, but he's just going to keep getting back up because the Lord is with him. Okay, but to the wicked person, this is saying, you have no hope. The calamity that's going to come upon you and all of your scheming and plotting and the evil deeds that you're doing, you have no idea what's heading your way. So if you're that mocker of the righteous man, you're that scoffer, you know, or whatever, it's going to be bad for you. And if you've come upon this teaching somehow and you're hearing me say this right now, there's opportunity right now for you to repent and that would be the reason you're listening right now so you could hear that, that you could repent. You can repent and you can turn and you can give your life to Jesus Christ. You can be born again of the Spirit. You can commit your life to Him as your King, as your Lord and you can walk in His way and it is a good path. It's the way that the Almighty has prepared for us, okay? Do not rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles. See, you can find somebody that plans and schemes evil, that scoffer and they come against you and they do harm to you and all that. And it's easy sometimes to, to get in the wrong frame of mind and rejoice over the fact that, they, that when they fall, if that happens and they, they stumble, and they get hurt, and you rejoice over it. God doesn't want us having that kind of heart. The Lord doesn't want us having that kind of heart. He wants us to be rooted and grounded upon things like the fruit of the Spirit, like love and peace and joy and gentleness and kindness, right? Goodness. These are the things that we need to be building our lives upon and it needs to be seen in the way we live and we're not gonna mock others. We're not gonna become like the mocker and the scoffer when we see them fall, okay? 
because look at verse 18 says, oh, let me read 17 again and I'll go right into 18. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord sees it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. Do not fret because of evil doers, nor be envious of the wicked. That's how verse one started out, right? For there will be no prospect for the evil man and nothing, nothing good, nothing good. There's no hope for that man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out, right? So we don't need to rejoice in that. We need to let the Lord take care of all that. We need to be people of love, people of kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and temperance, self-control, right? We need to be doing things that bless others, right? And Jesus even told us, did he not, to bless those who persecute us, who mistreat us and do wrong to us, or to bless even them, okay? Because this is the way of the Lord. This is the way of the righteous man, the righteous woman. Verse 21, my son, fear the Lord and the king, do not associate with those given to change for their calamity will rise suddenly and who knows the ruin those two can bring. So when we talk about fearing the Lord, we know, we know that first and foremost, right? So verse 21, my son, fear the Lord and the king. In other words, honor the laws of your land. Honor what is right to do. There are people, it says, do not associate with those, verse 21, given to change. There are those that want to disrupt what is right, want to disrupt that which is foundational, that which is good, you know, that which, you know, is lawful, and they want to change it, and they want to, they're, they're trying to I implement evil into our society and get us to accept that, Right? but it says for their calamity will rise suddenly. It's coming. The judgment is coming for these people. And when it comes, it comes quickly. And who knows the ruin of, of that, right? It's going to be a strong ruin for those people. These two things also belong to the wise, verse 23. It is not good to show partiality in judgment okay so we're not supposed to show partiality we're not supposed to say oh you know uh, we're, we're gonna let this guy go we're gonna let this woman go because uh, she is a daughter of so-and-so he is the son of so-and-so or whatever the case may be judgment needs to be righteous and needs to be done with truth right a firm hand that's how we keep society peaceful that's how we keep things good that's how we keep the land going in the way that it should go but there's all kind of change taking place in the world people wanting to upset what is right upset the apple cart of what is right to change things right to turn things upside down and to call evil good and good evil if you haven't noticed we live in that time right now where that which is good is called evil and that which is evil is starting to be called good, okay? Be wise, people, be wise. And the only way we can have that 
you know, the knowledge that we need and the understanding that we need is the fear of the Lord, okay? It begins there. He who says to the wicked, you are righteous. I was just talking about that, right? Evil being called good. He who says to the wicked, you are righteous. Him the people will curse. Nations will abhor him. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. So we see that the favor of the Lord is upon those who judge rightly, those who do what is good. Okay, again, there is evil in this land and there is a spiritual warfare that goes on that we have to fight against, you know. There's the forces of darkness that want to rule and reign, but we as people of the light, people of the Lord, we need to stand upon and keep teaching, keep preaching the things of the Lord, okay? He who gives a right answer kisses the lips. In other words, you know, it's just something good. Prepare your work outside, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. So here he's telling his son, look, hey, get things in order, get your life in order, you know, get your job set up, you know, get get your house set up, you know, do what's right. Get your when I say get your house set up, I mean get things in order. And then he says, then go ahead and build that physical structure of your house. You know, so he's just given his son wisdom here on how to live his life. And this is very good wisdom for the young man especially. You know, get established in what you do and have a have that that good foundation that I've mentioned several times here. And then build your house upon that, okay? Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause. Okay, see that without cause. For would you deceive with your lips? Question mark. And the answer should be no. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna, you know, come up with something you know, uh, some charges against somebody or say something about somebody with my lips, you know, use my words to be deceptive, to do what's wrong, that to hurt someone else. Verse 20, 29, do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. Again, not the way of the Lord, not the way of wisdom. We don't do that. Yes, people might do that to us, but we need to move on. We need to press on. We need to turn the other cheek often and just move on. There are certain people that you'll learn in life that you need to avoid. You might get stabbed in the back. You might get slapped upside the head by someone, and you know. but you don't need to turn around and do it back to them. You just need to move on from them, get away from them, and don't be around that person. And there are people that do that kind of stuff that even would profess to be Christians, you know, but yet they do harm to others. Well, you need to avoid them. You note that person that causes that type of division and you avoid them as it says in Proverbs or uh, Romans 16, 17, right? You avoid that type of person. I went by the field of a lazy man and by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. What wisdom did he get out of this? When he's going by and he's seeing that lazy man's place and what it looks like. 
Here's what he, here's what he discovered. Verse 33, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. In other words, he went by a house. He's saying he's given this analogy or maybe for him it was reality. I don't know. But he went by and you look and you see, okay, what do I need to do to avoid that? This man is a lazy man. He doesn't do anything. He sits around. He doesn't work. He's not properly taking care of his house and such, right? And you see that type of thing and you should learn from it. You say, oh, this is what comes from that type of life. This is what you get when you do that type of thing. And you know that applies to many things in life that you can look and you can use wisdom. And if you have knowledge, you have understanding, you have discretion within you. A lot of the things we've talked about as we've been going through the book of Proverbs, you can look on life and you can just say, oh, I see what that gets you. And I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to go in a different way. I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to take a different path. And the path that we should be taking is what path? The path of righteousness for his name's sake for the sake of the Lord, for the name of the Lord, we need to be doing what is right and what is good. So we'll go ahead and call it a day here on Proverbs chapter 24. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, whichever the case may be. And once again, let me just say it once again, if you have any questions, anything we can help you with in regards to your walk with Christ and how you're living your daily life, um, please reach out to us. You can go to our website, aloveoutreach.com and fill out the contact form there and we will indeed get back to you. But again, we will see you next time. God bless.